There is so much unpredictability in today's financial world. To successfully retire in that environment, it's so important to get on track and stay there. And that's why Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management bring you the Path to Wealth and Wisdom podcast. And joining them today to help keep you on the right path, here's Peter St. James. Things are still kind of chaotic out in the markets. Uh, We're getting close to the holidays and uh, I know some retailers are getting a little concerned um, and people who are sliding into retirement or maybe in retirement now kind of questioning, maybe I shouldn't have gone so early, early. in retirement. We're getting that question. I, I'm sure you are. We're getting that question and we're getting a lot of people who are actually talking about retirement and now are getting a little gun shy. People are pushing it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, rightfully so. I mean, we're in an unpredictable time right now in the economy. And when it comes to planning for retirement, understanding the phases of the retirement plan is is crucially important. So, you know, one of the things people don't realize is they're going to save from the time they start working right through to retirement into a plan. Usually it's a 401k or a 403b or a 457. And when you ask a if you stand in a room with 100 people and you say, how many people in here have a retirement plan? All hands go up. All hands go up. Yep. And what I have to explain to them is a 401k, 403b, 457, they're not retirement plans. They're a component of your retirement plan. And you have to understand that you're going to be spending money now for a longer period of time in retirement than our parents and generations before us. Do you get blank looks? When you say, that's not a retirement plan, that's a component, and people go, huh? Well, wait, I had a meeting. They had a meeting on this. Yeah. That sounds like a plan The to HR me. people yeah, right. told me. <laughs> well, that's, that's generally speaking how it goes yeah. uh, until they come into our office and we go through the whole process and we explain to them you know, what's actually involved in building a retirement plan. But is it too late at that point? No. Okay. It's not too late. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to put people off. No. And and, and you know you, you go through these three phases, in you know getting ready for retirement, and it's your accumulation stage. And like we said, that's hey, I started when I was shoveling driveways and delivering papers. I started to accumulate. Um, then you go through your preservation stage. Mm-hmm. You know, how do I preserve what I have so that it will last me my lifetime? And when I'm in retirement. The number one biggest concern with people is, I don't want to run out of money. Sure. So that's where the preservation, how to properly plan where the assets will be, how they will come to you, how to tap what assets you have, depending on what type of retirement plan and with the different investment options you pick. And then obviously the last part of it is distribution. Understanding you're not going to be here for the rest of your life. Right. How do you want what's ever left over? Where do you want it to go? How do you want it to go there? Uh, do you want limits on how much they can take? Do you want to go to a charity? So there's a lot of these things involved that when building you know, a retirement plan, you have to bring all these things into consideration. But for, to do some of those elements, where do you want the money to go? Do you want them to go to charity? Is that something that you do or would they have to engage a, an attorney? Both. Okay. Depending okay. on what we're doing. Okay. But we always highly advise people to have an attorney uh, we are not attorneys, and we always emphasize that. Uh, we can give them general ideas of what attorney law firms are out there. We always recommend you go sit down with a law firm. Yep. Go talk to one, two, or three. 
go with someone you're comfortable with, make sure you have the right questions to ask. No, that's exactly right. You you got to um, you know, we're not the attorneys, um, but what we do is you know typically in the in the trust and will it'll dictate um, that distribution phase, and then what Steve and I can help people with is implement that. Right? Does that distribution phase involve a certain type of investment? Does it involve a life insurance policy? Does it involve a type of an annuity? Okay, uh, those types of things. We help guide them on how to implement those uh, those wishes. Makes sense. All right. So now you, I think, were probably an anomaly. You started when you were doing newspapers, putting money aside. I wasn't. I was blowing it on comic books and, you know, important things at that point in my <laughs> Look life. Look at the money in my pocket. That's <laughs> yes, right. Great. Yeah. Peter, being one of seven kids and I was number six. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if I wanted anything in life, I paid for it and usually out of my own pocket. Don't get me wrong. My parents were very giving, but seven kids, Yeah. you know, especially in the 70s, 70s things got tight and, you know. Oh, yeah. You, you know, so understanding the process is really the most important part and you know during the accumulation phase you have to realize that there's a lot of options out there and where to invest and options in what to invest in whether it's stocks bonds annuities cds having a savings account these are all part of the planning process and understanding how they work in retirement also is is there a magic number that people say, I should be putting aside, you know, in my 20s, should I be putting aside 10%, 15%, 5%, 20%? And, and I'm sure it's it's individual, but is there a thought? People like simple things. And if you say 20%, 30%, people understand that. Is that, is that wrong? It's it. it uh, people like to do that. People like to say, "I need a million dollars when I retire." Sure. Mm-hmm. Who knows? If you need a million dollars. You might need ten. You might need only five hundred thousand. It's all, it's all situational. So in terms of how much you put in, that's going to dictate how much you have at the end. So it's tough to put a number on on what that percentage should be. What I do recommend very strongly is that if you have a four hundred one k, and your employer gives you a match, so oftentimes they're going to give you four oh, percent. Um, up, you know, they're going to match you one for one up to 4%, right? Which means that if you put in 4%, they'll put in 4%. Right. If you put in five, they're still going to put the four in. Whatever it is you that situation is, make sure that you're getting as much money from that employer as you can in those 401k matches. Otherwise, you're just leaving money on the table. That's free money. It's yep. free, money. free money. It's there for you, right? Yep. Um, but, you know, if, if we wanted to look at a percentage, I think 10% is probably a good number. Um, you know, okay. if you can do that, there will be absolute dollar limits on how much you can put you can put aside. Uh, the government doesn't let you put a hundred thousand dollars into a four hundred one k plan. Um, but you know, I think ten percent up to the max if you can do the max is great. That somebody taught me years ago: um, when you have paid off your car loan, or you've paid off an installment loan, whatever, you're used to paying two hundred and fifty seven dollars a month or three hundred dollars a month, and all of a sudden it stopped. Keep putting that money into the bank. You're used to paying it. So I started putting it in a savings account. And I just kept doing that because I I was living on without that money before. And I just put it in the bank. And all of a sudden, a few months down the road, a year down the road, it's like, whoa, I've got a slush fund here. Yay me. Well, the other thing is eventually you're going to need another car. Exactly. So so wouldn't you rather just pay for the majority of it with cash? Absolutely. But I'm not thinking, I wasn't thinking that way until mm -hmm. somebody went bing and I went, I'm already conditioned to put the money, pay it. I'm not missing it, so what the heck? Yeah, one of the other things we highly recommend, um, 
and we have a lot of young people that come into the office just, you know, from existing <coughs> clients, kids, and they'll say, hey, well, you, you know, they don't have a lot of money. Will you sit down with them? They're starting their 401k. And we do. And we look at what they're spending. And it's interesting because kids in their 20s and 30s can actually put more than they think. They're not missing. If they start out with 3% contribution and you bump it up to 6 you're not going to miss it. Yep. It's not that much money. Mm-hmm. But then what you want to really do is automatically bump up that percentage every year by one or two points. So it's growing. Makes sense. Yep. Yeah, absolutely right. So um, you talked about uh, the 401k is a component of retirement. Um, is life insurance a component in that as well? Life insurance can definitely be a, a, a component of your retirement, and it can be done several different ways. Um, you know, you could have life insurance to help your spouse if you pass away, um, to give her or him some money to, to, you know, cover for the loss of your Social Security, or maybe you had a pension that didn't have a survivor uh, benefit to it. You maybe lose that, um, you know. The expenses haven't gone down, but the income typically does. So you can use that to supplement income. The other way you can use life insurance um, is if you start into a a permanent life policy or a whole life policy whole life, that, yeah. that, that that accumulates a cash value over the years. If you start in that and you and you you put that money in, you can end up with a surplus in that account when you you get to your retirement years, and then you can start. You're technically borrowing money from that um, from that policy, and when you borrow that money you don't pay taxes on it so it's like tax-free income if you will that's what it feels like that's what mm. that's what your um, um reality is when when you borrow that money uh, in retirement so you can use it as an offset to uh your social security and your pension mm-hmm. uh, in retirement to help pay those bills and it takes a while to accumulate that cash value but you're still covered if something should happen. Well, that's exactly you know? it, right? So it's a it's a it's a win win, right? Mm-hmm. So you 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 can build up this cash value, but if God forbid something happened, mm-hmm. well, then you've got a death benefit uh, that goes to your beneficiaries. Now, when I get to the age where I have to take the mandatory distribution, required minimum required distribution, minutes. right? Okay. The, do they look at the four hundred one k? Do they look at the insurance? Do they look at everything I have, or just one thing? Only the only look at what we call your qualified accounts. Okay, those are your accounts that you've put money into without paying taxes on that money yet. So this could be your four hundred one k, your IRA, your four fifty seven, your four hundred three b, all those four number uh, mm-hmm. accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't pay taxes on them today on the money today. You put it in, and then when you take it out later on in life, uh, you're paying the taxes on that. Life insurance does not pay. Uh, come into uh, account with that. It does not. Uh, it okay. does not, nor do Roth IRAs, right? Roth right. IRAs are the exception to the IRA uh, family. Roth IRAs you fund with post-tax dollars, right? You've already paid taxes on them. Mm-hmm. Then that grows tax-free uh, for the rest of your life, and you can take it out whenever you want in uh, retirement. Are the Roths passing the 401ks in, in uh, favorability? People finally getting that, that I'd rather pay taxes now then later, we're seeing a lot more interest in Roths uh, right now because I think people are realizing we've, we're at very, very low tax rates uh, right now, mm-hmm. and they realize the power of putting money aside now uh, at low tax rates, and then later on in life being able to access it while rates may be much, much higher. And the other thing we're seeing a lot of at this point in time are people in their fifties and 60s who haven't retired yet that have built up these big IRAs and big 401ks 
And now they're starting to realize, hey, when I stop working, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop paying the tax man. And with the incredible amount of debt that this country has created and continues to create, we're eventually going to have to pay for it. And one of the key components of paying for this and all the unfunded liabilities, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, all those get paid through what? Taxation. Mm -hmm. So we're going to eventually see these tax brackets change. And, you know, if we had the crystal ball, that would be great. We don't know that. But we are, most of the people in the financial industry are anticipating that down the road, everybody's tax brackets are going to be higher. Mm -hmm. So therefore, what we're doing a lot of at this point in time, because they know what the tax bracket they are in right now and relatively low, Mm -hmm. we're actually doing Roth conversions. So Roth conversions actually give us the ability to move more money into the Roth and avoid the limits that are set by the federal government as it comes in as a contribution. Mm-hmm. A conversion is completely different than a contribution. Oh, nice. Yep. nice. Right. Okay. So a contribution, see, right, you can put $6,500 a year in. Uh, this is going to be in 2023. Pre-50. Um, What's that? Before 50. Before 50, that's right. You can put $6,500 in. After 50, you can do a catch-up contribution, which brings it to seven. Correct. So you can put that money in, but you're limited to those two figures. So what's what you're mentioning, which is a f- tremendous idea, you can now take your IRA, move it to a Roth. You're going to pay a tax when you make that transfer, but you're doing it at a known rate and a, probably mm-hmm. a lower rate, mm-hmm. right? And then that'll grow tax-free. And, and the amounts of money you can move depend um, on what bracket you want to stay in. So yep. right now I have several co- clients who are moving 30000 a year over. And they're like, you know, it keeps me in my tax bracket. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to pay that mm-hmm. because I'm never going to pay taxes on this money ever again. Right. Right. That's the key thing, right? We work with clients that are in the 12% tax bracket and they say, you know what? I want to move everything I have over from my Roth, uh, IRA to the Roth. Mm-hmm. I say, well, you're going to go from the 12% tax yeah. bracket to the 37% tax bracket. That's probably not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out how much we can move staying in that 12% bracket. And the next year, towards the end of the year, we see where their income falls and we determine what, how to plug that gap. So you do it strategically uh, every year. Mm-hmm. But wow. it benefits you down the road because you've already paid your taxes if you're in a Roth. That's exactly right. Correct. And it also has a less of an impact once you're in retirement on your Social Security benefits that you're now collecting that have a potential taxation to them because it doesn't come across as income. Mm-hmm. And the more income you show, the more taxation shows up against your Social Security. Yeah. If you really want to take this to the next step as well, if you move your money from an IRA to a Roth, you're giving a gift to your beneficiaries. Correct. If you leave your your kids or your grandkids an IRA, they're going to have to take that money out and pay taxes on it. If you leave them a Roth IRA, they're not going to have to pay taxes whatsoever. They're going to get the amount that's in there. They're going to get the full amount. That's a good point. Yeah. Wow. And they might be, if you think about this, your beneficiary, your, your, your daughter or son may be very wealthy, doing great for themselves and then they're going to inherit this IRA. Now they're going to be they're already in a high tax bracket. They're going to be paying a high rate uh, mm, on mm. on those withdrawals. So mm-hmm. if you can do it now, it's it's really a good move. Mm. And and this really all falls into understanding what phases of retirement you're in and what different tactics you can use while planning for the future when you're actually retired. Uh you you know we're going to want to create income strategies, which is a key component for, you know, phases of your retirement. You know, where does the money come from? When does it come out? So when you have all these 
different assets in different places, you can put a strategic plan together that you can manage your tax bracket instead of being forced at age 72 at this point saying, oh, you got to take your RMD. I have no post-tax dollars. So everything I'm taking out is all going to be taxed. You cannot prevent that tax bracket that you're going to be in. But creating a plan that actually looks down the road and gives us the ability to have different income buckets and different strategies is very beneficial while you're in retirement. Wow. And, and you're and you know some of these numbers now. You know what you're going in with, you know what you're gonna have to pay taxes on, you know what you don't have to pay taxes on, so it can fit into the plan. Correct. Correct. So today we were talking uh, accumulation, preservation, distribution, a lot of nuances involved in all of those. Yep. Um, and then, uh, you know, when you get past accumulation into preservation, you're going to have to make some accommodations. Uh, maybe when I was in accumulation, growth, everything's in growth, 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 growth. Now, all of a sudden, woo, 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 woo. I want to ratchet back a little bit. Correct. So that's, re- you know, understanding how your portfolio is invested, other investment strategies that you're going to be using. Uh, you know, some people, it's all based on risk and what people's risk tolerances right. are. Mm-hmm. So I have clients in retirement and their attitude is, you know what? Pedal to the metal. I'm growth. I want to stay growth. I don't mind, which is fine because they've created income streams that actually are not going to have an effect so much when you start to see times like we're in now. Okay. It's a, I mean, we've gotten... I, I wouldn't be surprised if we look back two or three years from now and they say, oh, this was another one of those black swan events, okay? Because of everything that happened all of a sudden together, meaning the pandemic, right. the Ukraine invasion, um, you know, the markets dropping, going into, you know, retraction in the markets, all three of these the things. Great, the great and, resignation. The inflation. Inflation. Yeah. Yeah. All these things are hitting us at once. And it's taking people by surprise. And it can be a scary, scary process while you're just on the cusp of retirement or getting ready for retirement. Or if you're in retirement and you didn't put a plan together. So there's a lot of things to look at. You've been listening to the Path to Wealth and Wisdom podcast presented by Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions, call 888-333-3818 or go online to daviswealthmgmt.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast on your favorite apps. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by Davis Wealth Management and guests on this radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this radio station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. 
past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered.